On this episode of Year One, we speak to Sachin Gulati, founder of TrueMath, an interactive online math training portal for students. Sachin speaks about how the prevalent spray and pray model in education set him on his path of challenging the way things are done. He speaks passionately about his work and ends with some valuable advice for all. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Year One, hosted by me, Dio Klopis, and my good friend, Satish Bala. On Year One, we speak to early stage founders, business owners, and entrepreneurs about the highs and lows of the early years, the challenges and rewards, and everything else in between. So, without any further ado, let's get into this week's conversation. Sachin, really want to say thank you for joining our podcast. And I want to start off by actually understanding what was that pivotal moment in your life or what happened where you decided, I'm not going to do the traditional nine to five. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my own thing. Hey, Dion, first of all, thanks to you and Satish for actually having me. So, so it's really great to actually connect to all of you, first of all. So it has been an amazing journey. I've been in, in uh, Toronto for the last 15 days and it was really great meeting founders and meeting all the people, like-minded people over there. It was really great, first of all. So, so coming back, how it all started. So for me, actually, from the first day when I started working, it was always, I was always on my own. In the sense that I was always, let's say, glued towards mathematics as a subject. And frankly, I, I take it as a God's, God's gift that my understanding was really good enough to actually venture into, uh, venture completely into mathematics. So I've been actually teaching mathematics from 1999. I've been preparing students for IITJ, a very popular exam in India. And frankly, from the day I started, it had been a very successful journey for me. I'd been taking offline classes. I'm running my own institute here in Punjab. And it had been quite successful to the extent that students from different cities, from different, part, different parts of the state used to come to my city just to take, just to attend those classes. So interestingly, for all those years, I always found a very strange struggle impact. Not only on my part, but also on the part of the teachers, which is inherently there in the complete education system and nobody is actually directly handling it. So I could always see that this kind of trouble is there because I was getting students from different cities. And let's say if I'm having a, if I'm having a 5 a.m. class in the morning. So students from, let's say, nearby cities were actually waking up at, let's say, 2.30 or 3 a.m. And traveling from that place to my place just to attend my class of one hour and then going back. So I could imagine that just for a single class, that student has to travel and coming back and going back ultimately to this place. It took him actually five hours. And girls were there, boys were there. So they were actually attending class and so they were actually into that kind of zone. So I could uh, always imagine that there is an inherent problem which needs to be solved. And that problem is this, that at this moment, we have always seen education uh, in the sense of, let's say every student is actually uh, able to access only a limited number of teachers. And even at the times, only which when the teacher is available. So, so they have to travel to all those places. So that kind of accessibility issue is always there. And we have never thought that every student is actually even having his own body block. Mm -hmm. Because somebody talks to me early in the morning. So I'm not able to understand. And for me talking at night and talking at different points of time, it's a, at, at some point of time, I'm full of energy. So 
nobody and what happens is this that the model which we have seen always in, in the schools model or let's say after school classes which, which we have seen uh, all across the trouble is this that even in all those school classes or after school classes the model which normally works is actually the spray and pray model by that what i mean is this that a teacher actually normally just tries to identify the strength of the class in the sense of average solidity and then that teacher demonstrates that uh, takes the class uh, taking into consideration, let's say the average child, the child who's not able to pick up in that much amount of time, we consider that child to be slow, which is a wrong belief. Because the trouble is this, let's say, let's imagine our lives. At some point of time, we have learned ABCD. And some of us might have struggled at that time in learning those, those alphabets. But now we all know them. The reason is this, that we might have taken a bit of, a bit much extra time instead of somebody else. The trouble is this, that we decide a child is slow or fast based upon their capability to learn at that particular moment, which is wrong. So I could see this trouble. I could directly identify with this trouble because I was having a class where in my class, there were around 150 students in a batch. So I could see that trouble is there. Even I was following the same path that I had to pick up students. Okay, I take the class according to this strength. And if somebody is not able to go up, so, so, so nothing can be done actually. But that was wrong. So this all made me actually move transit from ultimately the offline model, which is there, to the online model, which I'm actually running at this point. So, so the, this was actually the starting point of Proman. So, so, so Sachin, I just want to ask quickly, right? So from the outset, you identified a problem and you felt that you need to pursue this and actually provide a service to, to resolve this issue around education. But... I guess going back to my original question, looking at your background, it seems as if right from the outset, you decided that I need to do something about this as opposed to go work for an institution and actually work within the institution and go from the institution then to working for yourself. So, so is it that you were so convinced that this is something that I need to tackle and for that reason, I'm going to go out and do this on my own. Actually, it happened in somewhere around 2012, 13. I was really into that kind of restlessness that this problem needs to be tackled. And I have to do something about it. I was exactly to that end of zone. So the interesting part, part is this, that I'm actually here in Jal, which is a day to city in Punjab. So I wasn't having access to any kind of technology or people who are dealing with technology. So that was the initial struggle. So I found a team who could help me build building the complete architecture, which I actually discussed with them. So I just discussed with them the complete platform and all that stuff. So initially that kind of motivation was up to so much of extent that I actually left my offline classes to jump completely into the online. So the building of the program started from 2016. So from 16 till 18, two years were completely into research and the platform building and the content building as well. So everything has been a new step in itself because I wasn't knowing anything about, let's say, even the technology part, even when I had to at least learn the basics just to actually make myself understand uh, what the team is talking about. I just made myself understand key, how these things work. But I could clearly see that this needs to be, I was into that kind of zone. And whenever you, you actually take a plunge, the, then you are into the zone and you feel that it, it is a clear possibility. And yeah. without actually going into this thing, I could clearly see that it would be successful. So, so that was the motivation, frankly.
And it's the blind optimism as entrepreneurs. We see yes, the problem yes, and we think we have a solution. And then we say, come hell or high water, yes. this is something that, that the world needs. And thankfully, we have 7 billion people on the planet. So every good idea solves somebody's problem. And you and I are on a similar mission to educate the world and remove inequality and access. And one of the things that you said in, on your LinkedIn post, which I thought was really amazing, is that firmly believe that everyone is bestowed with a unique skill set. And it's an interesting thing because I've got two kids and Dion's got kids. And I'm not sure if you have any kids, Sachin, but, you know, when they're young, before they go to school, we truly believe that. We look at our kids and they go, man, they're unique and they're exciting. Boy, girl, twin, doesn't matter. And then they go into the school system and very quickly they're categorized into smart and not smart. And then what makes them unique is squished and pushed aside in, in a matrix and scorecard system. Yet you, we're all on this call saying, hey man, every one of us is really unique. So in your business and the students you touch, how do you look for that uniqueness? So what does that look like? And do the kids even realize that they're unique? Actually, frankly, Satish, even this, this point is very amazing. Because that kind of uniqueness and sparkle, sometimes actually you are able to see directly. And that sparkle actually happens in two days. Because the students I've, I've been dealing with, some, sometimes their motivation, which actually, which is up to such a high level, that even you, you think that even this, this kid is actually teaching you something. I have seen students and he actually made, made me actually think about this thing. I was actually talking to a student and he was talking about admission to IITs. And he told me that all those students who are sitting in my class and he was there in my, they all want to clear the exam, but they wouldn't be working that hard as I would be doing. So ultimately, I would be surely successful, whatever comes. And I was really directly looking into eyes. He, how can he even think about in, in, in such a depth? And ultimately, he scored already around 28th in IITJ. Wow. Leaving behind all the students who were far more even intelligent than him, the thinking process might be better. But he was glued to actually understand the process because I believe at least what mathematics does is, math does is actually it's basically the art of problem solving. So it's not about math. It actually makes you understand how you deal any situation in life, how to break down that problem into smaller problems and take it ahead. So that, that, that gleam, that thirst to actually jump over others. You yeah. directly see, and as a teacher, I've really seen it so many times and faced with it, faced it with so many students and really seen them getting that kind of success. It is really amazing. Sachin, many of the people that we've interviewed, they have told us that they've always known that they had this drive in them to work for themselves, to do their own thing. They had this entrepreneurial spirit. They didn't necessarily know what they were going to do, but they knew they would different. They were driven. They were passionate. Listening to you now, you say that it seems as if, and then please correct me if I'm wrong. It seems as if in your case, it was slightly different in that you identified a gap and based on the gap, you became an entrepreneur as opposed to having those entrepreneurial drives, passions and characteristics and then looking for the opportunity. Is that fair to say that's the difference? Even frankly, as I've told you from 1999, after actually completing my education, 
I've been an entrepreneur from day one actually. Okay. I'm running my own institute and I jumped into collaboration with some other people to create one more institute. So in here, here in Punjab. So, so I ultimately, I took that institute to be actually become number one in Punjab, the whole of state. So from 1999 till 2007, I was running my own show. In the sense, it was a solo entrepreneur journey. From 19, from 2007 till 2012-13, I was into a collaboration with Ati. And we ran another company, which, which was together with some other people. So, so that was again, a very successful venture. I have been in that sense, I have been always an entrepreneur in the sense, but I have been sort of, I have tried to understand my strength so that I could use it in my entrepreneurship journey. And frankly, that, uh, that is basically my analytical skills. So I, I truly believed in that stuff. So I always wanted to be into education and always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So it's sort of a combination of two things. I have jumped from just from offline to online by understanding the gap. Even while doing it on uh, offline, I was actually running my own show. So, uh, so I was an entrepreneur in that sense. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your superpower, man, because a lot of people develop a skill, go to university, develop a skill in business or art or whatever, and then they find a passion and then the skills they learn in school and their passion meet into this entrepreneur experience. But man, when I read your profile, it screams loud that you're a numbers guy. You love math. And you almost look at it as like God's gift to you. At what age did you discover that mathematics and you are born to, to coexist? Because <laughs> I suck in math. Everything about it scares me. And then when I meet people that are analytical and not only have you found your passion in math as a superpower, you've turned it into a business now. So when, what, at what age do you go, man, I'm really good at math? Interestingly, Satish, when, when I was very young, even at that moment, I wasn't knowing that other people are not able to do math so fast, <laughs> frankly, because I wasn't able to know because I was even during my grade 10th, 11th or 12th, I just used to actually study for the last night. Because before that, I was even not knowing the syllabus. There had been days where I was not even knowing the syllabus. I just asked my friends, okay, this is the syllabus. They used to complete the whole syllabus in one night. You're the Next guy that my math decided and copy from in school, man. I look for the such shit in my world. <laughs> I could, I was really surprised and always thought that all that, all other friends are actually doing the same thing. <laughs> so ultimately I came to know when I, when I went to university hostel. So over there, I came to know that people used to practice math for such a long time and they took so much of time to actually complete all that stuff. And frankly, even at that time, the, my, my friends were sort of surprised that I just used to read maths and never tempted questions in that sense. Wow. So, so that had been an interesting journey because ultimately even now I believe that a way math has been thought upon that is not the right that like we have always listened to and anybody that that you have to actually practice math a lot so that sense is that sense in itself is not the right sense and as you just said that you are not a math guy and I believe that frankly with all respect to all the teachers that you had Sometimes what happens is this, that the journey might not have been that smooth because math in itself is something which teaches you how to break down a problem. Yeah. So that is important in every life step because now my students are really all across. Interestingly, I was, I was there at Toronto Eaton Center. Even there, I met a student. That's awesome. Even there, I met a student. He goes not. So, it, it, my, my journey with numbers was skewed much early in life. I grew up in Singapore and for the first 
memorable years of my education, especially in Singapore, teachers are allowed to hit you back in the 80s, right? And even before I can learn the value of math and how to critically use math in my life, I was getting hit on my fingers every single day for writing numbers that are too big on a piece of paper. Literally, the teacher would walk by and look at my writing and go, you wrote too big, smack, bamboo, and I'm doing this. And I started to hate the idea of just writing numbers down because of that moment. And then I think that they just continued and I never really fell in love with math. But, you know, no Dion likes math because him and I have some chat and he's a great <laughs> here and an organizer. Dion, how much do you love math, brother? Not that much, says a teacher, to be honest with you. If it wasn't for the calculator, probably I would be appalling at it. But Sajin, we've spoken for quite a while already and we've touched very briefly on true math. So I don't know if you want to just take 30 seconds just for our listeners' benefit, actually tell us what your business does. And then I would like to talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've actually experienced, because you said that you took this online and you also referenced the fact that you didn't have the tech background. So I would like to understand a little bit more about that, but for the minute, if you could maybe just introduce true math to, to the audience. I'll just, just start with the problem, which I just discussed, and I could always see that a student is not able to get access to the right kind of education. Because of, because of the child's location, because of, let's say, the economical background, the kind of, let's say, the monetary investment that is required in a child's education and, and, the, and even the timing stuff. So just to overcome all those things, the platform TrueMath was created. So what TrueMath does is this, that the classes at the platform are actually pre-recorded, but they are interactive. The classes are already there on the platform, but the classes are actually pre-recorded and they are interactive. So the interesting part is this, and we need to understand this, that what happens in a normal offline class, as we have always studied, then let's say if I teach you addition at this moment, after just actually making you explain addition, I'll just come up with a question. Okay, Dion, just please solve this two plus two for me. So the moment when you are actually solving that two plus two by yourself, without actually listening to the teacher, that in itself is a small lecture in itself. So that moment makes you just go through all the concepts and make you understand how the model is working. So the circle of learning gets completed. Either, either you are able to solve it or you get stuck into it. And then the teacher explains to you, okay, this is the way it needs to be solved. So that either brings a confirmation in your mind or you get a clarity. Then the teacher actually takes you a level ahead. Okay, please solve two plus three for me. So then again, that moment comes and that, that kind of story happens in a normal class for so many times. So what a great teacher, whatever great teacher in whatever subject we have learned, that great teacher actually creates the whole topic as a story, which that teacher actually breaks into lectures. And in between that story, you actually participate for so many times and you are not aware of it. So I believe that I always felt the struggle that the existing online platforms, which are there, which are providing pre-recorded classes, including YouTube, the trouble is this, that the classes are there. All the content is there on YouTube, but still people are not actually attempting those classes through YouTube only or consuming that content only through YouTube. So the reason is this, that those platforms are missing that interactivity part. So I thought, why not to create a model where a student gets the exact feel as if that child is sitting in front of a, let's say, good teacher and getting the same class at his or her time at their place and, a, and at a much affordable price. 
So I was just trying to bring a complete win-win for the student and a complete win-win for the teacher. Because what we miss in this leg is this, that there are so many great teachers who have left the world or who have ultimately packed their boots and all their knowledge has actually gone with them. So why not to create a model where all that great learning remains accessible at any point of time in exactly the format in which that teacher is teaching. Because what, what happens in a book format, because I've been approached by many publishers so many times for writing a book, but I can't justify my understanding in a book format. Because there are moments where I actually explain about using a joke or through some other point or some other anecdote. So all those things are, we are not able to actually comp compile in the format of a book. So to bring that exact learning, we need to get that interactive moments, which happens in a normal offline class. So then actually the birth of actual true math happened. So a model was created where we just put in the, those pre-recorded classes with the same kind of interactivity as a normal offline class. So by interactivity, let's say, for example, I just asked you to actually solve two plus two. At that moment, the screen at the true math platform changes and the timer starts and that question just come, drops up on the screen and a child is solving that question by himself and then he marks that answer. And on the back end, we are completely informed that, okay, this is done. And after that moment, that, that journey to the next part of the video continues and then next question and so on. So by the end of the class, the child is getting, the student is getting the same feeling as if sitting in a normal offline class with the advantage that now the class is being run at his or her own place and at a much affordable price and his time. So that was the basic idea to actually bring to bring the complete democratization of education in a child's hand. Mm -hmm. Why to actually block, block that child in the sense of actually learning. So, so this was the idea that any kind of learning could happen at any point of time with the best of teachers. So, so this was, uh, there is actually a parents app as well. And through the parents app, if the pa parent wants to check that how much of the syllabus is completed, what kind of learning the child is doing in this class, how many questions were right and wrong. So that complete recording is av uh, available over there. Complete information is there. Right. The syllabus and whatever is happening. And so that's the basic idea. And what skill set outside of math, creating curriculum and syllabus, as Dion was talking about, from a business perspective, did you have to learn really quickly? People management, raising money, building out a marketing plan to tell everybody about your company. Talk to us a little bit about what are some of those skill sets that you needed to really quickly learn. And as you built out your team, what were some of the most important hires that you had to make to surround yourself with people that can help you? I'll, I'll just start with one point, which is the most important one. Since I've been into, I've been so clear about this process that I always thought that why not to actually completely focus upon the main strength that is a product. So it was very clear in my mind that I need to actually make it so in the sense that ultimately just imagine without any push, whosoever student has actually taken the course, without any push, they are spending more than 500 hours on the platform empty. Any, all the students who are there on the platform, on the joint students, wow. they are actually spending more than 500 hours on the platform without any post, they are completing the course. So that was the basic idea to actually replicate the exact offline model onto the online platform. This was the first part that the product should be so, so sharp that whosoever actually takes it, that, that, that child should be a complete believer and that child shouldn't be going anywhere else. So the retention has been so high that they are not even completing the course in the platform and they are actually coming back for next year as well. First class 
uh, on my end was to actually make it show sharpened. So I believe that this is the basic business because the product should be so good that it could replace the existing, it could really challenge the existing offline structures. It was the basic, it's, it's, in, it's actually in all of our minds. That yeah. This is the way that we have seen in education because even if I talk to somebody that, that we have done it away. So people start questioning, this is impossible, offline is this, online is this, people are rushing to offline and all that stuff. But we have actually changed Yeah. over. So that was the basic idea. So now coming back to the trouble factory. Yeah. Well, we really remind people that we need an offline and an online model, right? There's no more one or the other and there's no one is better than the other. We really have to build a system where we can meet the student where they are ready. If they're offline, we help them. If they're online, we help them. If they're in between, we help them. But this is the problem that we saw with Schoolio. The, there is this predominant understanding that like the best education can only happen in a classroom with a teacher and 23 students. And we all believed it until that system broke. And then now what? You know, and so I love the fact that you've already thought about being an online opportunity. When we look at the digital divide and the lack of access to internet and technology in many parts of the world, how are you thinking about the future where your product is great, 500 hours of usage per student, but how do we bridge the gap to students that don't even have access to basic internet? So this, that, that, that's a question that needs to be answered always. Because interestingly here in India, well, recently what has happened is that internet access has been so, so, so abundant at this moment because through geo network, which is very popular over here, internet accessibility is, has really reached every corner to, to such an extent that really that kind of democratization of education could actually happen through online because the teachers who are the teachers who have access only to big cities who are accessible only in big cities. Now that kind of learning is accessible in any, let's say even remote villages of anywhere in India. So that kind of accessibility reach is clearly there. Yeah. So in that sense, internet penetration in India has been really huge in the last four or five years. So, so the, in that sense, I believe I've been a bit lucky. Yeah. The sense because internet access has actually just, it actually ran in parallel with whatever I was. Yeah. I, I, thanks, great, thanks to Frank Lucio for that. The mentor of mine yeah. told me entrepreneurs who work really hard tend to get lucky more often. So I'm glad that you get it. Yes. But talking about one of the things you said also is the role of a teacher is to ignite the curiosity, the right curiosity in a student. I'm curious with your journey as an entrepreneur, can you talk to us about some of the mentors that have come along the way, people that have helped you really shape your vision and become a, a much, much more confident entrepreneur. Uh, there have been many people and who really taught me at different points of time, including many of my friends. So friends are really all across. So they have been really a great support in the journey because they are already into the technological world. So after actually jumping into this, as we were talking, that technology has been an initial dent for me. So I, I took the help of some of my friends. One is actually Arun Kamra, he's in California. So I actually just discussed with him how to actually execute the complete platform building and all that stuff. And he really actually helped me with the, with the entire process of actually building the platform. And after, after actually creating the course, the thought was how to spread it because that's a basic struggle. So for that, it was just from nowhere that we started a YouTube channel. Mm. Just to, because my, my, my idea was to actually make people understand how this content is different. And how they could actually, what, what would be the route to make them understand to actually come on the platform. So we directly jumped onto the YouTube platform 
and uh, so the idea was to actually both uh, take it through the content marketing so through that we were really blessed in the sense that many of the videos were sort of even ranked in top 4 to a top 4 to 5 throughout india on, on youtube so many of the videos actually re- reached a view of 500000 even so through those videos we were getting registrations on the platform from not only india but singapore dubai as well so so that kind of penetration happened so one of my mentor had been even my friend arun kamra so after after that the next struggle was the marketing digital marketing part in digital part marketing for me was really a new stuff i wasn't knowing really anything about it seo was a completely new name for me that's and i just got to know the full form of seo at that particular time so i understood the model so at that moment also there had been a friend who helped me understand and who made me understand the process by myself he told me how to learn even if i am hiring someone for the seo part what to learn so as to actually spec- uh, check the deliverables at that are happening or not check all the metrics that are happening or not but the greatest mentor i believe has been the time in itself mm. every day frankly has been a new learning because that kind of mentorship frankly has came to me directly in the form of time and let's say all the mistakes have been a great mentor i started with with the seo with someone and frankly not knowing anything about seo so it was just a well a marketing pitch for me from that person so after actually making some blunders in that i just jumped to actually do it by myself and may make one of my team members to actually just start doing it and ultimately i found that could be done in a much easier way as compared to what was pitch to me in a glossy manner yeah learning of the job that, right is the best way to do it actually i'm just conscious i know we've taken quite a lot of your time now if you had to just summarize for our listeners out there if they were interested in starting their own business and things like that what is the advice that you would actually give them based on your own experience that you've made had through this journey i think my my biggest advice is this that they should be actually if they are very clear about a gap and after that very clear about the execution part as well at least in the beginning and because what happens is this many a times that kind of creativity gets killed because they are so much in the process yeah so that kind of creativity sometimes is really world changing because i have really faced that journey because sitting here in jalandhar i have faced all kind of negativity this cannot happen and all that stuff so i believe that sometimes entrepreneurs from different part of the world are actually facing the same kind of journey they they are actually facing the same kind of struggle uh, struggle with all the negativity coming around that this cannot happen so they have to actually get over it so that is the basic struggle and they have to stick to it they have to stick to it in the sense that for that kind of clarity it should be first so much clear in their mind that, that this could really happen like frankly for at at to math my my biggest success is whatever in whatever metrics that we assume or not but my biggest success is actually the point that people are spending so much time on the platform when i am having competitors who are let's see when is that deca billions all exactly the companies of that kind of stuff are directly my competitors but people are directly coming on the platform so i believe that entrepreneurs all across sometimes are having such a great idea and sometimes that idea just dies because that kind of negativity just just plunges upon them from all around so they have to stick on the concept and they have to just start going small because i believe it it always happens in a hockey hockey approach the initial days initial years are actually very slow 
and suddenly a jump comes and you never know and you, at that, that moment you, even even you when whenever you look back you think okay those years were really those <laughs> slow but initial years are really that kind of struggle which you have to go such and just to follow up on that marketing strategy 103000 subscribers yes on your youtube channel i'm just going through some of the content man like this i love the channel and the thumbnails and also how you've branded yourself on the thumbnails and stuff and becoming the face of your program was that by conscious decision a lot of founders are nervous about being the face satish in my case that the idea is this we need to understand that the true my journey which i am thinking in the future is this my thought was all from day one was this that to actually bring the best of teachers from all across and bring them actually to, to create the classes at by the Truma platform and give access to those classes the students throughout the world so so that was the basic idea so in my case it has to be started mm. so 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 just to actually start that process the only resource was actually that, that i was having was actually me myself so so that needs to be taken out because it's always a teacher story Yeah. So even if I am having, let's say, hundred teachers on the platform, or thousand teachers, or uh, any kind of number, so it would always be the teacher story, because the best of teachers, all their content, because even the best of books which we remember, it's because of the author. So it's just the idea is to actually bring that same kind of understanding in the form of a publisher in a in a video format, okay. but interactive. No, I like that, man. That's I mean- why the idea was to actually take myself as the face. because nobody was interestingly it's, it's a conscious decision because let's say true math fighting byjus and clearly we can't fight with byjus because true math fighting byjus was really a no brainer because it couldn't happen yeah it's a big but big. sachin fighting fighting with a teacher at byjus was clearly possible ah smart man loved that yeah and i love that bravery i did something similar with desi fans we said we're not going to we're not going to fight the culture but I the brain can go up against other founders that are in the same boat because I'm not culture clashing I'm host clashing and I'm entertainer clashing and I think I'm a better entertainer to win the crowd and then we can demonstrate culture and then 16 years later we're the number one show in the country but I love the fact that you you are following the same roadmap so let's get to the last dance the speed round as we call it maybe it's not that fast Now you're in math. It's probably like this. So let's. Sachin, I'm going to ask you three words, and basically, I'd like to get your immediate thoughts in the context of your business. What does this actually mean to you? So the first one is family. Most important. Family, very important. Team, complete, very important. In the sense of, in the sense of actually holding you in thick and thin. Because it's a team that actually builds builds the concept ultimately. One person can go uh, a long way, but if you have to really travel miles, you you need it. And then the last word is entrepreneurship. It's entrepreneur. I I couldn't get the word actually. Entre- entrepreneurship. What does it mean? Entrepreneurship. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Entrepreneurship. It's all about passion first of all, and passion with feet on the ground. That is again very important. should be looking into the sky but feet should remain on the ground which is very important i love that was it should be so it should be both ways always you have to actually think very high but if you are not actually taking it practically and not moving not taking the right steps in the right direction so then it is useless because what happens is that if you are building castles in the sky then it would take you anywhere 
So you have to be very clear in that sense. That's the so to the sky, but you should be clear that your feet are on the ground. Wow, I like that, man. I like that a lot. If we, you and I and Dion got together for a drink in five years from now, where is True Math going to be in your head? Where are you going to be in life in the next three to five years? Uh, in the next five years, actually, I'm, I'm bringing the company to Can uh, Canada now. So my thought process is this, that ultimately, True Math in the five, seven, ten years, the thought is this, that it would really democratize the education throughout. So that's the basic idea. Just imagine a very rosy scenario that a student is learning whatever the child is want, wanting wishing to learn at their place with the best of teachers. So that would be true. Man. I love that. I love that. So Sachin, let's work together because we want to bring Schoolio to the world in India. And I want you to come and join us in Canada. Let's collaborate. Let's work on some really cool ideas because I think we're both on a mission to solve a problem that only entrepreneurs can solve. Education is a 150-year-old model that's still on version 1.0. And people like you just... and a ton of other amazing EdTech founders I met at Collision, you guys are the 2.0. And while 2.0 might not be the best, it's the right step to move away from 1.0. So hats off, man, to your success today and all the students you're impacting and just your passion over this call. Thanks a lot, Satish, first of all. And frankly, I would really love to work together because it, it would be a great opportunity because sometimes what you need is the right kind of people because one person can think only in one direction and we always say and that one plus one makes a living. So that 11 needs to be built. And I believe that one plus one ultimately is actually 111. If you take it in the right step, kind of people actually really create the right story. Yeah. And just before Dion closes it off, I got into trouble for saying one plus one equals 11 in Singapore. So I'm glad you said that and not me. And you're the expert. over to you, Dion. <laughs> No, that's why I was smiling. I was actually thinking one plus one, 11, one plus one, 111. Section. I'm not entirely sure how that's actually going to go down with people once to subscribe to your call. But because frankly, so just to actually add one more point that math is not numbers. Number is accountancy. Math is the creativity. Math okay. is really the creativity in the sense. And if somebody talks to me in the sense that math is all about numbers, even I am not good at calculation, frankly. Calculation is a very small part of it. It's all about the, the breaking down of a problem. The art of problem solving. So that it. is math. I love that, man. Number, numbers is not, that. numbers is really nothing. Wow. It, it can be done through a calculator. Yeah. I love how you changed the mindset, man. This is what teachers and parents need to understand. Math yes, is not about the numbers. Siri can do it and calculators can do it. It's about yes. breaking down a problem and understanding how to creatively find a solution. And so it's exciting. Dion, let's close it up. Yeah. As I said, it's actually from our side. Really been good having you on the show. Thoroughly enjoyed the insights that you've provided and we wish you everything of the best worth to math and that you actually achieve that of providing that education at a global level, actually taking it to the next yeah. level, because yeah. that's the important thing now that we need to educate everyone. So yeah, I just want to thank you very much for your time. Year One is hosted by Dion Kloppers and Satish Bala and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. It is engineered by Bluemex. For more Year One content subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit Bluemex.io to join us on Discord.